Guess what, Tyler? What's that? I've got a correction for one of last week's stories. Oh, I'm Real listening. Quick. I'm so, listening. When I was talking about that Witcher stuff, yeah, the dude that got recast is—he wasn't in the first season, and I thought he, they were talking about someone that was in the first season, but it's someone they're introducing in season two. So, ah, uh, okay. Well, then that's not nearly as big of a deal. No, I just figured I would clarify because, yeah. But oh, hey, good, good for you. I mean, it's yeah. always good when someone makes a mistake to be like, "Oh, I was wrong." Yeah. Fair enough. If I'd watched The Witcher, maybe I would have realized that, but that's still happening. Yeah, so. Fucking shame. And, but in real news, them Avatar sequels. Apparently, yeah. the second one is 100% done filming, and the third one is 95% done filming. God damn. So, yeah. I mean, that's the perks of how he's done this. Like, they. He's shooting them back to back, right? Yeah. So, like, basically everyone that was shooting it is has been like held up in New Zealand for like two fucking years doing this movie. So, um, yeah. Other than that, like, I don't know. There's really no other news on it because I mean, like, the release date got pushed a while back, yet again. Um, surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I got to imagine that this is uh, like beneficial because they were filming in New Zealand, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean, all these movies that keep getting their production pushed and delays and all this other stuff that are filming in the States who, I don't know, sorry if I offend anyone, it sounds like they're not really doing a whole lot about COVID. No, no. <laughs> Whereas like New Zealand's got like pretty, like almost has it fucking completely yeah. gone, right? So, I mean, they can kind of... Yeah, and he talks about that in this article, how he was like, yeah, if we didn't have, because they shot the first one in New Zealand, um, and he says, like, uh, because this was when he was, like, I think he was doing, like, a live Q&A with Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, and they were talking about it, and he was like, yeah, if we didn't um, shoot in New Zealand, like, we wouldn't be here, because, like, they contained it so well that they literally had, like, zero cases when everyone had, like, was just ramping up, and then... Like they, so they were just able to continue on working. So, yeah, good for them. That's that's awesome. Except it's also disappointing because it's like, well, they're done filming, but they're still post production and all that. And then it's gonna like the release is getting pushed. So, yeah, it's like December 16th, 2022 is, yeah, we're still two fucking years away from the first one, four years away from the next one after that, which is yeah. just, yeah, like. Oh. I'm at the point with these movies, like, I'll believe they're done when I actually see them in the theater. Like, until then, <laughs> I'm still convinced that we're never getting Avatar sequels because it's been, like, fucking, like, oh. like, 50, like uh, 12 years since the first one or something like that. Like, it's been a fucking... When was the first one? Two thousand nine was oh. the first one. So, like, we're coming up on... It'll be close to 15 years when fucking the second one comes out. Yeah. That's fucking that's, insane. That's savage. Like, I saw, like, on one hand, it's nice to hear that there's, like, tangible progress. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, fuck. I mean, you know, I'm, getting, I'm really interested in how this is going to uh, affect 
the the Avatar sequels, right? Like uh, you you see a lot of um, studios and stuff like that when they make it big with the movie and it performs really well in the box office and they get all the monies they want and all the ticket sales they want. They go, okay, this is good. And you know, very shortly after they green lit, they green light like a sequel or whatever. Yeah. And they usually yeah. get it out inside of a couple of years because they don't yeah. want it to be too forgotten. Right. So like, I know there's definitely the possibility where like the first one was so, so well that realistically, probably the second one's going to be the same way. But the reason it was so loved and, you know, it was such a big deal was because it was something no one had ever seen before. Cause like that was the first time a lot of that technology was being used. Yeah. And I want to say like, that's why he's stated that like these ones are uh, like so long away is because like he's using new tech, but like I on but at the same time, I don't know what that tech is. Yeah. So I, I got a, my concern is like, it's been, it'll be 13 years from the first one to the second one, are people going to be like, oh yeah, Avatar was a good movie, but like, I'm not. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like if you ask most people like, Hey, uh, do you remember who that main person was in Avatar? I bet you most people blank and go, uh, I couldn't tell you any character or actor names. Exactly. You're just like, I remember there was the, the, the blue people and they had like weird tail sex, but yeah, one guy was in a wheelchair at one yeah so yeah it'll be interesting to see how this plays out i'm sure it'll still do really good i mean it's james cameron but yeah yeah i mean it's james cameron the movie the guy doesn't i don't think he's ever made a flop you know so mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know interesting to see that like it's nice to hear that hey the second one is done filming but at the same time it's like yeah we're still waiting like another two fucking years for it supposedly <laughs> And it's, I bet it gets pushed again because fucking even before COVID, this movie was getting pushed like every year or so. Yeah, I guess only time will tell on this one. Yeah. But yeah, Avatar news. Yeah. Another word news I see that Steven Soderbergh's No Sudden Move has started production. Yeah. And talk about like a killer cast. Yeah. John Hamm, Julia Fox, Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Kieran Culkin. That's... Brendan Fraser, like rock star cast. Yeah, that's uh, pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's gonna be like uh, one of their HBO Max like kind of only ones. So, and the kind of synopsis they give for the movie seems kind of pretty good for this cast. Like, kind of Detroit in the fifties, where they try to steal something and some shit goes wrong. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm uh, I like most of those uh, actors. I'm a really really big fan of. It'll be nice to see Kieran and Culkin do some more stuff. Like I haven't really seen him in a whole lot, but I absolutely loved him in Waco. Yeah, yeah, he was good there. Um, he's in Succession, that HBO show, and he's really good in that. Okay, I haven't I haven't checked that one out yet. You should, because it's it's very much like Billions, except HBO. And it so yeah, you should check it out. I think you would like it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll add it to the queue. Yeah, yeah it's solid. But oh, yeah. yeah, like Brendan Fraser is gonna be in something. Fucking yeah. Beautiful. Where did that fucking guy go? Yeah, like I know he got fucked over in Hollywood for I can't remember what the reasoning was. It's this like crazy story or something. But 
Oh, really? I never heard anything about that. I was always wondering, like, what happened to Brendan Fraser? I, I never really looked into it. Okay, so now I'm curious, because, like, I remember reading it, and I was like, oh, man, that's why? If I just type in, like, what happened to Brendan Fraser, it comes up. Okay, this is a long article. I'm not going to read it, but... I, I, something happened and I remember reading an article and I was like, oh shit. Oh. But, yeah. well, send me that article. I'm going to want to read it at some point because I am definitely curious. Yeah, I'll try to find it after and send it over because yeah, there was, I remember reading something and it was like, there, there's like a reason why and I don't think it's like the nicest but, or I'm well, remembering wrong but, but I want Hollywood's to a fickle bitch, so. <laughs> yes, yes it is, so. But yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to check this out because this cast is like rock star, mm -hmm. and Sodenberg's good. So, yeah, mm -hmm. like sign me up for this. So, especially if it's, I don't know <sighs> if it's gonna have like an oceans vibe to it or not, but that would be kind of cool. I'd be into that. I definitely like the vibe that I got off the oceans movies. Yeah, yeah, they were solid. Did you ever check out the uh, how they did the? Oceans 9. Oceans 8, the all-female one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you ever check that one out? I did, actually. I watched it uh, not that long ago before I before I left to come back to school here. Yeah, me too. I was actually, like, kind of, like, it was way better than I thought it would be. It was. It, I still didn't think it lived up to what the other oceans were. Oh, no. God, no. It didn't. But, like, I remember, like, watching it going, like, I'm ready for the trash. Um, and then I watched it and I was like, that was like totally competent. Like, mm, yeah, it wasn't like the all female reboot of uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which like, I'm sorry. Like I like, I like, I like a lot of those actresses a lot, but I did yeah. not enjoy that movie one bit. I never watched it. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that up to your own discretion. But, uh, I was, I was pretty disappointed and halfway through it was kind of like, I kept watching, but it was like I stopped really paying attention. It was like, well, I, oh, I'm yeah. halfway through. I'm going to let this play out, but like it doesn't have my attention anymore. And I'm kind of just like, I want it to be over. Fair enough. Yeah, I was never the like biggest Ghostbusters like fan. So like I was like, I like I kind of didn't care about Ghostbusters to begin with. So it's like, I really don't care about that. But yeah. All right then. Well, another super sweet news. It looks like they're making a remake of The Craft, and it's going straight to Amazon's video on demand. Yeah, at the end of October, like right mm -hmm. after Halloween. So yeah, Bloomhouse is uh, doing it, and yeah, they're just gonna give it to Amazon and be like, "Yo, premiered here," because no one's going to theaters, and you know, Bloomhouse movies don't get stellar box office results. Not in a pandemic, so. Yeah. This yeah, it'll makes be a ton of sense for them. I uh I liked the original craft, but yeah, that granted too. that was way back in the day. Like I can't say that a I've honestly bothered to rewatch it in the last like fuck fifteen or twenty years. So I don't know if it still holds, if it up, holds up. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I'm kinda curious now too, because I was a big fan of that original one. Yeah, so I don't know. What what has me super interested 
is the fact that it's got Michelle Monaghan and David Duchovny in it. That's going to be the the draw for me. Yeah. Yeah, I do love me some David Duchovny, so. <sighs> me too. Yeah. I, so it uh, has my curiosity, and I'll probably end up watching it. Yeah, me too, especially because it's, it's going to be on Prime, so it's like, it's right there. Um, Yeah. And, like, it seems like this is a total remake. So, like, I don't think it ties into that original one at all, so. Yeah, a complete reboot is my understanding as well. Yeah, so, but, no, this is cool. Like, I think it's smart for them to do this VOD thing. Because, I, like, for them to put this in theaters, like, no one's going to go watch this. Um, but, yeah, I think this is smart. They're a really good production company. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they pretty much they the kings of horror at this point. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of what their bread and butter is, and they figured it out where they're like low budgets, decent movies, and volume, and they do it in spades. Um, so yeah, Bloomhouse, they're oh, smart Bloomhouse. folks. Yeah, and yeah, the craft. I'll check this out. I don't. I'm curious. Like the the main people that are leading up, I guess the witches i've never heard of any of them no i was just looking over the casting and it's like i don't maybe if i like check them out on imdb and did like a thorough background it'd be like oh okay i do remember seeing them in this or that but uh just off of sole name recognition nothing's uh ringing a bell for me here seems like there may be kind of some no names so So, yeah yeah i'll check it out Hmm. i'll watch a halloween movie why not yeah Oh, I also see that Steven Spielberg has left Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, yeah, a handful of people have. Um, it, this, when I was reading this, like, I had I, forgotten that there was some shit that happened around with the, this, but, like, it it doesn't look good for Indiana Jones 5. Well, you know what? I'm sure whatever state it's in now, they could probably release it, and it would still be better than Indiana Jones 4. Uh, well, I mean... The shit that comes out of my dog in the morning is better than Indiana Jones 4, so. Um, yeah, it's not a high bar, but. No, it certainly is not. But it's just. And they got James Mangalo, kind of like he was the last person to take over the script writing and directing, and like he's good, so like I have faith that like it'll be decent, but I didn't. Reading through this, it was like how many versions it went through, and like no one could get on the same page. And then finally, like Spielberg just fucking left, and it was like, okay, what? Well, what's in Indiana Jones without Spielberg? Right? Was he actively involved in the fourth one? Uh, I mean, I'm not so. talking like just like a producer credit. Like, was he actively involved in any of the directing or the screenwriting or anything like so. that? I believe so. really. Uh, let me just, I'm going to look at, but I want to say yes. Well, because that makes me bring in to question, uh, you know, what Steven Spielberg brings to the table anymore. Cause if he was actively involved in four, maybe it's a good thing he's stepping away from five. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say, I'm just pulling it up right now. I want to say he was like, I want to say he directed it, but I'm not hundred percent. I'm looking. Except my browser is really slow. I don't know why. (coughs) 
Yeah, he did direct it, so. Hmm. Yeah, I guess even the grades make a flop, but. <laughs> I, I guess so, because it's not very good. And I, I love the Indiana Jones movies, and I, I'm a big oh, yeah, fan too. of Shia LaBeouf. And so, yeah. like, when all of that came together, I was extremely excited. And oh, then when yeah. I watched it, I, I was just was. like, what, what the, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that was most people's reaction, like, as they're watching this, just like, what the fuck is this, like? awesome way to take a great fucking you know trilogy of amazing movies like i love the indiana jones movies and just put a bullet in his head like essentially like yeah well like that whole what was the whole south park bit yeah we're uh george lucas and him because george lucas helped with the writing yeah we're just so. fucking indiana jones Fucking squeal, like a, squeal like a pig for me. Eee, eee. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that was yeah. yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because I, yeah. fuck, I'd love a new one of these. Like you know how you said that yeah. you're um, like you have like a, a weakness or whatever for like those crime drama type movies. Yeah, yeah. So like my biggest, like I'm a big sucker for the like um treasure hunt adventure kind of thing yeah like indiana jones and yep. like fucking national the national treasure movies yep yep and all of the dan brown like angels and demons da vinci yep. code like all those yep. like i fucking love those movies where it's yep. like super puzzling but a lot of it is based on like actual historical events and stuff like that yep, like for sure oh i'd watch any and all of those all day so you get another indiana jones I'm fucking super hyped, but definitely slightly concerned. Yeah, me too, especially because, like, I I put, you know, those first three Indiana Jones is, like, kind of in the, in the realm of, like, the original Back to the Futures and, like, the original Star Wars is, like, they're just, like, these masterpiece, like, old school trilogies that you're just, like, they're timeless classics, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe Fresh Eyes is what, you know, this arguably what will be the last Indiana Jones probably. Like maybe Fresh Eyes is what it needs. Um, yeah, for now anyway. I mean, I imagine that Harrison Ford's kind of like, like he didn't really want to be involved in the Star Wars movies. Like he's kind of, I feel like he is personally kind of like exiting the acting world in general. Yeah, and that's that's how Indiana Jones 5 came to be is that's why he did came back for star wars is like they were like yo do you want to come back for star wars and he was like absolutely not i because it's like it's known that he kind of hates that han solo character um and they were like you want to come back and he was like you want to give me indiana jones 5 and they're like okay hmm, and that's kind of how this project came about is they were like come back as han solo and we'll give you indiana jones 5 which he was like very vocal about wanting to do more but no one would make it and then they were like we'll make it if you do Star Wars again, and he was like, ah, fine. So. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I imagine it won't be too long after this last Indiana Jones where they, it's some kind of spinoff series with like Indiana Jones son or cousin or nephew or brother. Oh, or... Well, probably. But you know, the Indiana Jones franchise is never going to die. Right. Or maybe no. they just straight up pull like a, Double O Seven, where like every so often they just reboot the main actor, and it's someone else plays Indiana Jones. I would be all right with that if they went that road. I think I would prefer that versus them like remaking it or like doing it's like, oh hey, here's his kid or some bullshit like that. 
I think I would be totally more on board with just like, hey, Indiana Jones is a character. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. If that no. meant we got new Indiana Jones movies every so many years, I'd be right on board. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I guess we'll, once Time again, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. I'm very cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. I, for one, am getting very optimistic about, like, all of Bloomhouse's fucking upcoming lineup. Like, I, I see here that, like, Zac Efron's going to do a Stephen King movie for Bloomhouse. Yeah, and it looks like it's... It totally wasn't what I thought. Like, I was uh, expecting, like, reading through the article, I was like, okay, like, is this going to be, like, kind of his, like, horror genre or whatever, but, like, apparently it's based on, like, superpowers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Um, yeah. Fuck, send me up. Well, I've, well, as I'm sure you and anyone who listens to this knows, I've been, like, a big champion of more Stephen King remakes done with, like, modern technology and, like, the selection of actors that can be uh, put forth in these new movies and stuff. I prefer yeah. them to be in series, especially his more weighty books yeah but at the same time like i think those it movies that came out um kind of proved that like depending on what what the story is you can totally do uh really awesome movies too so yeah i'm not saying you can't i'm just his, his books are tend tend to be a lot longer and that's like yeah. anytime a book goes into a movie the first and biggest complaint you always get is well, they left this out of the book and this yeah. wasn't like the book and they skipped this whole thing and they didn't do that and they changed that. That's why I, I'm a, I'm generally a bigger fan of when they turn the Stephen King books into series, but yeah, like the, like the dark tower movie, like it was okay, but at the I, same time, like they should have done it. that as a fucking straight up series. I don't understand why they didn't do it. And I thought they were going to do it as an HBO series for the longest time, but I don't know what happened to that. Well, they were going to do, um, well, like, first of all, calling it okay, I think it's pretty generous, but, um, they were going <laughs> to do, uh, a side series based on, um, Idris Elba's character in the movie. And they were going to do like a series, like an, another series with him. And then that got nixed once, like everyone watched the movie and went, oh, that's dog shit. Um, oh, and the movie was dog shit because they tried <laughs> to fucking do too much and too little. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I got like I was real excited for that because I was like, "Ooh, Idris Elba is the gunslinger. Matthew McConaughey is the Man in Black." I was like, "Fuck yes, sign me up!" Yeah, like, yeah, killer combo. And then like, yeah, it just goes to show you that you can still you can have like an amazing intellectual property, fill it with amazing actors, decent writers, a good director. And still have it be a massive fucking flop because you didn't use the proper format. Yep. Yeah. So. Anyway, a little off topic, but yes. Yeah. Nonetheless, despite the fact this is going to be a movie and not a series, I am excited because in the last like two years, I've become a big fucking Zac Efron fan. Yeah, me too. And I think he's... Like, he reminds me of a, a young Matthew McConaughey. In the sense that, like, he started off kind of doing a bunch of these dumbass fucking comedies and shit like that. And it was kind of like, all right, you're this bankable guy that is in rom-coms and comedies. And then he started to do, like, some serious stuff. And people were like, oh, wait, you can act. And you can do it really good. Um, and then he kind of transitions into, like, more serious stuff. 
Like I, I kind of get that sense from him. He definitely doesn't get the credit he deserves for how good of an actor he actually is. No, and I bet like in five or ten years, I bet you you could look back and like, I bet you it's a sense of like how Matthew McConaughey's career went, where it was just like, oh, you started off doing all this stuff, and then like it's the latter half of your career is like you're getting Oscar noms. I hope so. I'd like to see that for him. Yeah, me too, because I think he's 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 good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this like looking at kind of the uh, the synopsis of this movie. This seems cool. Yeah, I I know. I'll definitely whenever it comes out, I'll be watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blumhouse, them folks are smart. On fire these days. Yeah, no shit. Hey, at least someone's doing it right in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking to someone else who's doing things right in Hollywood, I'm, yeah. like, excited and not excited about this. That kind of summarizes my thoughts on this. Like, because, like, you sent this article earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, Sam Esmail. I was like, I like, I like him. I like him a lot. And then I was like, Lance, two new series on ABC, and I was just like, uh... Like yeah. Side. I was like, and then I was like, well, what is it? And then like the first one is like the first one, acts of crime. The series is like a spin on a unique crime procedural. And I was just like, get the fuck out, like an ABC procedural crime. Like I love Sam Esmail, but it's a crime procedural, like on ABC. Yeah, and that's kind of where it let me down because, like, I, after watching Mr. Robot, like, Mr. Robot's in my top five greatest shows of all time. Yeah. I absolutely loved that show, and it was fucking brilliant from start to finish. Yeah. So, like, I'd never even heard of Sam Esmail prior to that. So, like, after going through that series, like, I, I was, it ended on such a good note. So, like, I wasn't mad, but it was one of those things where it's just, like, I loved it so much. I wish there was more but I totally understood, you know, how and where they ended it. And it was, again, in my opinion, one of the best series finales I've ever seen. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, just so fucking good. So, like, when I hear, like, oh, he's doing two new series, I got super hyped, and then I look and I see uh, ABC, and I'm like, how is that going to pan? Yeah, and, like, the... The only thing about this that has me, like, reserving judgment till I see it is, like, he is writing and directing that procedural. So it's like, okay, I'll watch it. Um, because if he's writing and directing it, then maybe maybe this crime procedural is all of a sudden going to be is something way more than what a, an ABC crime procedural will be. Um, not like Chicago fucking PD or whatever the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. Um but even then I'm just like oh. yeah so like it a network crime procedural like dude you could have gone anywhere like what yeah I, I I feel you there and like that was disappointing but like going through the article it started to get me a little bit hyped again because like that's just some of the stuff he is upcoming he's also got two shows that are going to go to the peacock streaming service one called Angeline which I didn't don't really know what that's about he's also behind the uh Battlestar Galactica reboot oh, which okay. I think is going to be super interesting. Yeah. And then he's also got a project on Amazon which is going to be a drama series called Gaslit which is going to have Joel Edgerton, Sean Penn and Army Hammer in it. 
which sounds right. pretty fucking stellar to me. And he's right. got a new Netflix thriller coming up with Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. All right. So the ABC stuff is a disappointment, but then just looking over like all the other stuff that he's kind of got going on, it's like, okay, I'll just, I can forgive and ignore the ABC portion of this. Like everything else yeah. I'm actually pretty genuinely excited for. And maybe that's the case of like ABC just had, you know, a couple of Scrooge McDuck sized money bags and they're like, Hey, Sam Esmo, want to come do this crime procedural? And he was like, not really. And then they <laughs> tossed him another, you know, fucking duffel bag of money and he went all right um yeah well i'm thinking it was kind of like a bidding war because like he he's not just directing it he's writing it yeah so it would have been shopped around and i'm guessing abc said they'd pick it up i just i don't know aside from the late 90s thank god it's friday tv lineup abc hasn't really done anything that's fucking blown the pants off me so yeah fair enough don't know how this is going to play out, but as far as everything else that he's got coming up, I'm pretty fucking hyped. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll check all that other stuff out, and, like, I'll probably check out the pilot of that ABC show just to, out of fucking curiosity, like, what does the Sam Esmail fucking ABC pilot look like? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It's it's good to know that he's doing a bunch of other shit, and it's not like, yo, Sam Esmail signed an exclusive deal with ABC, and that's all he's doing for the next ten years. Yeah, I'd be I'd be real bummed about that, but it seems like maybe he's got quite a bit of other stuff going on too. So, yeah. And speaking of Netflix shows, they're gonna do Conan the Barbarian. Hopefully with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It would actually be really cool if he had something to do with it. Um, like maybe he came in as like an aging fucking barbarian or something. It's like a cameo. Oh, uh, it's got uh, Jason Momoa. Eh. Which I don't know how I feel about. I like Jason Momoa, and then other times I don't like Jason Momoa. Yeah. I'm the as same far way. as a big beefy guy goes, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah, I think he would be perfect for that role. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And this looks. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Jason Momoa did that. That Conan remake movie. And then. So I'd, like I'm curious who they, who they cast for this. And where this goes. And I like I hope they do it like The Witcher. Like mm-hmm. they kind of do something in that vein cool um because i think you could do some real cool stuff with conan um in like kind of a fantasy setting because yeah these properties have some have been good and it's like you said the jason momoa one maybe not so good yeah um yeah yeah we'll we'll see how it plays out netflix is definitely stepping their game up like even at the end of this article i learned something new here that they just purchased uh a bunch of ip Mm-hmm. From like uh, Mark Miller and Raul Dahl, so like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yep. and then I completely forgot that they're doing Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Yeah. So yeah, like, but I mean, Netflix has to fucking step it. More, I keep swinging over to Prime. I'm like, God, you guys are really killing it. Yeah, and I think they're. I like I th- I think with a lot of the moves Netflix has been making, like I think they're kind of getting back to that, you know, like with things like The Witcher and stuff like that, like that brought a lot of people in um 
And I think if they kind of do some more like kind of big stuff like this, I think they can continue on being, I guess, the juggernaut that Netflix is. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm. I, there's really not much more to this, like other than like, hey, they announced that like, yeah, we're doing a Conan series. Um, and they haven't really announced anything more, but I think if they go the route of like what they did with The Witcher, which is like, hey, here's this kind of like R-rated kind of fantasy epic. Yeah. And I think as long as they do that right, I think there, there's some real cool shit you could do with Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm, well, so in other super sweet news, which is something that has been around for a while. Yeah. All V like, like through third party applications and stuff. And it doesn't work like doesn't always work. So it's nice yeah. to see someone actually doing it in their own service is Disney yeah. plus launching group watch. Yeah. Letting up to seven people stream something together. Yeah. I think this is real cool. Um, Cause yeah, it's like you said, like it, this has been around forever. Um, Like I remember doing this like, eight years ago over Skype where it's like, yo, start your movie right after the, like the universal logo. And we both hit play at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there, it's like, you said, there's been some third party um, people that have done it, but n- like official integration. Yeah. That's never cool. been a thing. And I, I think it's about time and I'm, I'm fucking stunned that Netflix doesn't have this feature already. Yeah. No shit. And you got to think that like, I bet it's coming soon. Yeah, if Disney's got it, then you know Netflix is going to be in the works for something. Yeah. I want to say, I thought I heard something not too long ago that Netflix had something similar in the works, but I I, I don't remember enough to say definitively, but maybe I I was thinking of one of those third-party things. Well, I know there's, yeah, like I know there's one, I think it's called Watch Party, which lets you do it. But if, if, if I recall correctly, it was like, you have to do it through a browser and with oh, their extension right, right, right. and stuff. Right. So right. Yeah. to be able to do this, like through your uh, media device of choice, right? Like if me and the fiance wanted to watch something together, but I'm out here and she's back home, she could launch Netflix or Disney or whatever on the Xbox, which is in our living room. And I could yeah. prop it up on my fire TV stick and, you know, hit sync and watch it together. Like that would be, Great. That yeah. would be a phenomenal feature, right? So it's, oh yeah, it's about fucking. Believe it took this long. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, this is cool. So good for you, Disney. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm trying to see. Oh, like uh, this is already launched. So I want to say like they announced it, and it was like, yo, you can start using this today. In the yep. U.S. Yeah, I don't in know the if U.S. In... only, though. What the fuck is that? But, but I don't know if that, like, if they mean, like, is that, like, them saying U.S. North America or just U.S.? Mm, yeah, I guess it doesn't really specify. It's probably in, they need somewhere to beta test it, right? Beta test it, so, yeah, so it's, I bet it's probably launching in the U.S. and then it'll roll out to more countries once they, like, work out the bugs kind of thing. Oh, yeah, and down at the end of the bottom of this article, it says earlier this month, Disney Plus launched Group Watch in test versions in Canada on September 10th. So we've had it for like a month. Mm-hmm. And Australia and New Zealand. So. And then it says they're going to launch it in Europe later this fall. So. Yeah. So apparently we already have it. So. Um, oh. Yeah. 
I typically only open up Disney Plus to go rewatch like Boy Meets World and Sabrina. So, well, there you go. Well, maybe if there's something on there, mm-hmm. the fiance can test it out. Then my my question would then be like, can you do group watch if you're on the same account? Because like I have a Disney Plus account and I have it on mm. multiple devices. Some of the devices are back home. And some of the devices are here with me. So if me and my fiance wanted to watch something together, oh, could we yeah. do it through the same account? Or do you? does it only work if you have separate Disney Plus accounts? Ooh, then I don't know. I'm just scanning now because that is actually kind of a critical thing that you would want to know. Yeah, that would definitely take away any of the gusto for me. Because I, I mean, I can't, I'd, off the oh, top of my head. Okay, like, yeah. So it says Disney Plus allows up to seven profiles per account, and any one of them can be invited to a group watch. So it looks like in your okay. Disney Plus account, you would just set up like uh, an account for your fiance, and then a you account, and then you could just invite the other account. Okay. Well, then that that's pretty slick. Yeah. So good for Disney. Yeah. This like there's uh, when you when always when you have to fuck around with like bullshit third party stuff. Like, chances are it's never going to work as flawlessly as first-party integration, right? So, yes, like, it works, but, like, is it the slickest? Maybe not. Well, and the other problem is you get it to work third-party, but the way the third-party extension is doing it is through some sort of, like, exploit in the code or something like that, and then a patch comes out or the, you know the main company redoes a code or closes this or yeah. alters that. And then the third party Fucks app up, no longer yeah. works anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's nice to have them like, just be like, here's the integration. We'll s- yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking smart. Disney plus is doing some cool stuff. I agree. And also speaking of Disney plus, uh, we talked about that Miss Marvel show that they announced a mm-hmm. while back, and they uh, they've cast um, someone for it, and this is the first thing they would have ever done in front of a fucking camera. So I think that's a little bold, but yeah. What do you mean the first thing they would have ever done in front of a camera? Like this is their only IMDb listing is the upcoming Miss Marvel show. <laughs> oh, the the actress you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. literally has never done anything before, so. Yeah, but, that's brave. Yeah, I mean, like. But, I mean, brave, but at the same time, financially smart. I mean, if you're hiring oh, yeah. someone to be yeah. Miss Marvel and something that's going to be a huge Disney thing and you lock them in for a three or four-year contract and you're not paying a whole lot, right? Like, yeah. I can't imagine the paychecks that they have to sign over to, like, Elizabeth Olsen. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Renner and like all the other ones for like oh, the yeah. the yeah. TV shows are right? like those got to be big paychecks. I imagine oh, yeah. this poor like this is going to be great for her. Like this is going to be a breakout role of a lifetime. But at the same time, she's she's not making, you know, a couple million per episode like, you know, big drawn big name celebrities are. No, but I bet she, uh, like I bet it, like they also pay her pretty well, too. So. Yeah, I'm not. It's not like she's gonna be paid like slave wages. It's not like yeah. she's making a hundred bucks an episode. But she's not getting SAG minimum. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, like she'll make bank. Um, but like they obviously must must see something in her, because like for the most part, 
even when Marvel has casted, I'm trying like, like when they cast people, like even if they are no names, like a lot of them work out. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, Disney's not stupid. They're not just no. gonna fucking pick someone. Like this person obviously has to have some kind of acting chops behind them, right? Yeah. So and it's like. This is a weird compilation of people involved in this project. Like, you got this no-name person. You got that Bad Boys for Life directors. Like, what is this going to look like? But, I don't know, but I'm curious. I'm into yeah, it. I'll, I'll watch too. it. I've, yeah, I've been too. patiently waiting for Disney to drop Marvel series. Yep. And it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I think, like, early... 2021, I think, is when we're starting to get some to come out. Yeah, just give me WandaVision already. <laughs> yeah, I saw the trailer for that one, and I was, like, totally on board for it. Yeah, well, move Disney, but I'm I'm sure it's not actually that bold. Like, they're very calculated, so I'm sure yeah. this is going to play out yeah. perfectly for them. Yeah, probably. And then in Billions news... Oh, God, I can't wait for this mid-season break to be over for fuck. It's been like a fucking year, like, fuck, fucking mid-season breaks. Stop. I know, I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but, yeah, it looks like we're going to get those in 2021. And then they renewed it for six seasons, too, so. Good. I I love Billions. It's It's honestly, it's the recent seasons have kind of been not as great as the first couple. Yeah. But I still thoroughly enjoy the show, and I'm going to keep watching it. But yeah, that that season break just, oh, it crushed me. It crushed me harder. No, maybe not harder than the the Westworld season break. But it definitely crushed me harder than the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And pretty close to how hurt I was when I had to wait over a year for Mr. Robot to come back. But yeah. Yeah. This is just, it's a trend that needs to stop. Like whoever yeah. thought that this was like a good idea. Like I even remember like Suits did a couple yep. mid-season yep. breaks that were like super fucking lengthy. It's like, stop Dude, it. Fuck off. Like, especially like, yeah, like just, just stop. Cause yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Knock it off. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> it's coming back. Hyped for a new season. Another yes. season though. Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm real curious um, where that fifth season goes, and that'll determine my excitement for the sixth season. Because I think there's a lot of problems in that fifth season. Like I said, we've t- we've talked about it before, but so I'm curious where it goes. And in here it says um, that dude who plays Mike Prince, that bald guy, mm-hmm. uh, they signed him as a series regular for the sixth season. So that I guess kind of gives you a sense of where maybe it'll go. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and like I read that and I was like, uh, I don't know if I want him as a series regular. Yeah, I, I don't mind him as the antagonist to freaking Yeah, like like a Bobby, mid-season but... kind of antagonist. Kind of like, hey, we're going to flesh out a check story and put their thing on pause. But now it maybe seems like he's going to be more of a regular and I'd... Yeah, and and nothing against that actor. Like I, no, no, I, I think really he's good. decent, and I actually yeah. ended. Wa- and I watched the entire series of uh, the strain that he was in. Oh yeah, that's right. And like it was a okay show. It honestly was not that great, but I don't think that was through any fault of his. Like 
But yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about him being a regular. And my concern is always the big bang problem. Right? Like Right. You just like, get too convoluted with too many people coming in. Yeah. And it kind and, of gets away from the original story, which like but, it's all fine to bring someone in but yeah. Yeah, but I know it, what you're saying. Yeah, and it's it's not even that it gets too convoluted away from the main story. To me, then, because you have so many people that you now have as regulars or, like, main characters of the show, not only does it pull away from the main story, but then your one-hour episode, you don't get as many lengthy scenes going over the different arcs because now you have to split your one-hour episode into, like, a whole bunch of miniature fucking chunks, and I don't like that. Like, that was... Like, I, I genuinely liked the Big Bang Theory for the longest time, but then all of a sudden, because you had all of these different characters in there, you have a 22-minute episode, so you would literally get a two-minute scene, and then it would change to a different scene with a different character, and then you would get two minutes, and it was just too too jam-packed. It felt too busy, and then it yeah. took away from focusing on any particular character's story arc because at any given time, you had 12 different story arcs happening in a 22-minute episode. Yeah, no, I agree. Trash. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 a tough problem to balance that, and it's a hard thing to do. And I think most of the time it does exactly what you said, where it's just it kind of gets away, and then everyone's got to have their their few minutes, right? So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this pans out. Yeah, still excited nonetheless, but yeah, like I'll I'm still gonna watch Billions. Um, I'm still gonna check it out, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, curious where it's going to go and, and all of that jazz. So I'm also seeing here that Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman is being turned into a TV show? Yeah. Um, I don't written, feel good about that. See, I haven't watched the movie yet, um, so I can't really say like one way or the other. I but, have. I did see the movie, and I did enjoy it, but it wasn't... Like, if I was to stack it up against all of Guy Ritchie's previous films, it would be near the end of the pile for me, personally. Okay. It had an interesting way of telling the story. Yeah. So, like, it was it was interestingly shot, and, like, the plot and stuff was actually pretty average, but the way that it was shot and the way it played out was intriguing. And then you get that, like, Guy Ritchie kind of aspect and twist on things so like it was an enjoyable movie it was by no means the best guy Ritchie film that's out there so to take this one and then turn it into an action comedy kind of television show i don't know and a lot of that would also hinge on who who they're gonna get to actually do the tv show because i mean like it it's was a guy pretty Ritchie. he's writing and directing it no i know but like you think like this Matthew McConaughey is he officially oh. going to come back and do oh, the show? Okay. No, right? they have, like they haven't announced casting details. So because see that would be the thing, right? Because like uh, in the yeah. movie itself, you had these are some big names, right? Like Matthew oh, McConaughey, yeah. Hun, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, yeah. Jeremy Strong, Hugh Grant, yeah, Carl right? yeah. So like these are some big name guys that don't really do shows or if they do, they'll have like guest appearances. Right. But they're not TV show regulars anymore. Yeah. Like I feel like Charlie Hunnam has like since sons of anarchy has put television away and is focusing strictly on, on yeah. film. Right. Yeah. And I totally get that, understand and respect that. So my other big concern was be like, okay, cool. Like Guy Ritchie is going to write and direct the actual TV series. 
that's a step in the right direction. But if you don't have, like, you would have to tell a completely different story or have it be a TV series that's a spinoff of the main movie if you don't yeah. have these guys come back to reprise their roles. And I and, think it's going to be a hard sell to get some of these big names to sign on to do a TV show. Yeah, I bet this actually turns into a case of, like, it's something based on kind of like that world in that movie or something, like, where it's maybe based on, like, a prequel of something or something like that. Like, I, I bet it's doubtful that you get that cast back. Yeah, and if that's the case, then it I lose even more interest in it because, like I said, like, it was a good... it was a entertaining film for sure but also but like what made it so good and entertaining was the people that were in it so the story in and of itself wasn't strong enough for me to want to watch a spin-off that's similar but with different smaller actors and actresses right like if they're if this is a tv show and you don't have the same characters as the film in the tv series then it's for me personally it's going to be a no-go I'm, I'm not interested fair enough and yeah like i've I've really got to watch this movie because I've I've been planning to. I just haven't got around to it. But like for me, like this is exciting just because it's Guy Ritchie writing and directing a TV show. Um, so like that alone, I'm like I totally want to check that out. But not being in the position of like I haven't seen the movie yet, I can't. Like I, yeah. But hmm, maybe I'll watch it sooner than later now. No, it like I said, it's a good movie, and I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it. Especially if you're a Guy Ritchie fan, oh, you're gonna enjoy fan. the movie. Yeah, but I'm fan. I'm positive that you're gonna watch it and be like, "Hey, well, that was good, but like, it wasn't as good as Man from Uncle. It wasn't Fair as enough. good as Snatch, right? Fair like, enough. it just it wasn't in the the same category. Not to say it was a bad movie. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as his previous outings, in my personal opinion. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, so once I, you, once you see it, I'm I'm in. Once you actually watch it, I'm curious. I'm super curious as to what your take's going to be on how this is going to play out as a TV show and how it could play out as a TV show if they don't have the main cast from the film in it. Hmm. Maybe I'll try to watch it before uh, next week's because, yeah, no, I'm kind of curious. And I was, I'm trying to think. That I think the last Guy Ritchie movie I watched was that uh, the live-action Aladdin movie, which I fucking loved. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, when you watch it, let me know. I will. And then so, Jamie Fox. Yeah, and crazy news that uh, that nobody asked for. Yeah, and hasn't been confirmed, but at the same time, like, kind of has been. Fucking Jamie Fox is coming back as a Spider-Man character. And then, uh, so like this, someone reported this news, and then Jamie Fox put out an Instagram post that was like yeah i'm so excited to be coming back you know and i'm so excited that my guy's not going to be this fluorescent blue and then like 20 minutes later he deleted it <laughs> so it's like seems like maybe he let some news go that he shouldn't have uh, I... but yeah it's like you said in news of like who the fuck asked for this like i don't know because it sure as fuck wasn't me no and his electro Spider-Man movies. Was Electro in one of the Tom Holland ones, or was this from the Andrew Garfield one? This was from the Andrew Garfield one. See, and see, that that seems super... That's fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like, I can understand in the Spider-Man universe, because they're, they're on their third fucking reboot of the Spider-Man films, so I can understand reusing characters. Like, I, I'm totally fine with that. But to have him, like, to 
bring him back as the person who played that character. Like for him to play Electro in the second group of reboots of Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, but then have him come back as Electro again for the third reboot installment with Tom Holland. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, me too. Um, mostly because like nothing against Jimmy Fox, but I thought he was like not good in that movie. Um, well, I also didn't give a fuck about the character Electro. Like it was yeah. not a captivating Spider-Man villain no, to me. It wasn't. Um, and like reading through some of the stuff that came out like around this, um, some people are maybe speculating this is like them kind of trying to step into like the multiverse kind of stuff. Which, when you think about it, almost makes sense because, like, at the end of that second one, um, J.K. Simmons came back as J. J. Jonah, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you think of that, you know, the rumors of that um, Doctor Strange movie maybe bringing back some other Spider-Mans. Maybe this is them, like, fully committing and saying, like, hey, if we bring back Jimmy Fox's Electro, that's kind of makes most of the members of the Sinister Six. I, mean, I, I, I guess. that's what they're going for, but at the same time, like, why I, bring Jamie Foxx back? I don't know. And my <laughs> other concern would be is, like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks the Sinister Six movie would be pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be real cool. Jamie Foxx was not... Uh, quiet he was pretty vocal about how he felt his character was represented in the spider-man movie when he played electro like he wasn't yeah. overly happy with the finished product no so i'm a little shocked to hear that he might reprise that role in the newer reboot in the newer trilogy that being said where my concerns lie is if it is true and they bring him back and they set up this fucking multiverse and shit, and they're leaning towards the Sinister Six movie. If Jamie Foxx comes in, it does this movie again, sees the finished product, and goes, nope, I still don't like it. He's done. There's no yeah. more fucking Jamie Foxx as Electro, and then you just yeah. shoot any chance of doing a Sinister Six movie in the face without recasting. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if that's... Like, like if that was the case, I wonder if, like, he got some early script reads or someone sat down with him in a, in a room and it's like, you know, if the multiverse thing is the plan, this is what we want. And maybe he was just like, Ooh, that sounds really good. And maybe, you know, there were some guarantees that like, Hey, you'll fix my fucking character. Yeah. But they can sit there and say, we'll do it right. But you know, and yeah. unless they give him any sort of like oversight powers, which they won't, which yeah, um, they won't. It's too big of a, a franchise to yeah. give him any creative oversight. Like, yeah. Yeah. All they have to do is, like, he can sit there and wear his normal makeup and shit, do his lines and be like, yeah, I like the plot, I like my lines, this is good. Yeah, yeah. And then they add some special effects over top of him and he goes, that's fucking stupid, I don't like that, change it. And they go, no. And he goes, yeah. okay, well, I'm not playing it. Like, I'm just, I'm concerned because to me, yeah. this is a big potential kill yeah. for a Sinister Six film without recasting. I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah, they always could recast someone else in the role of Electro, but then I feel like at that point... With Jamie Foxx having done it twice, that's going to be a hard recasting. I feel like if that was the case and like all of a sudden he wasn't coming back for the Sinister Six movie, I feel like they would just put a new member of the Sinister Six in and just be like, actually, sorry, Electro just isn't in it. But, but yeah, but yeah. lap in the face to those who follow the fucking franchises and they're like watching yeah. these, you know, characters yeah. create this universe, right? Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah, I think, me too. If they're going to do Electro, they need to get someone else in there. Yep. 
who that they can also sign up for a contract to be like, yeah, you're signing up for Electro in this Spider-Man film, but you're also signing this contract for Sinister Six movies. Yeah. Or just don't do fucking Electro in this new Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, this is weird, especially like if they're going to, if maybe some of the stuff of them doing like the multiverse stuff is true, like that could either come to be like work out really good for them or it could totally fuck them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm also not on board with this. Yeah, not, not pleasing to my ears, but I mean, no, power through it. Yeah. I mean, hey, what the hell? Maybe it'll be good, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure the movie itself will still be good, but yeah, yeah. I would have just liked to have seen other Spider-Man characters. Like, I was Me hesitant too. before, but I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm warming up and I'm, I'm on board with the idea of like John Cena as like Sandman. Uh, yeah. I personally would like that more than Jamie Fox coming back as Electro. Okay, so yeah, if you compare that, then sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, I want, I want to see them do some other villains because, like, in that first Spider-Man, they did. Um, uh, oh shit! Why can't I think of the actor or the villain? Um, but they did that dude, mm-hmm. and then they did uh, Mysterio, which was with Jake Gyllenhaal. I like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio yeah, a lot, too. actually. Me too. Um, so like they they were kind of going into this thing of like, hey, we're doing villains that we've never done in films before, and I was like, yeah, keep doing that. Like, mm-hmm. don't just give us these same kind of cookie cutter bad guys. Um, and now they're just. Not only are they going to give us the same cookie cutter bad guys, but they're literally going to give us the same um, actors as well, which the fuck off. But yeah, no, I I completely agree, and I've honestly I'm still I'm holding my breath because nothing would make me happier, but I have serious doubts. But I want the Carnage movie to come out, despite my uh, feelings of Woody Harrelson playing Carnage. Yeah. I'm not not into that, but. Yeah. That being said, I want that to come out, and then I want another Spider-Man with Tom Holland where he has to face off against Venom and Carnage. Yeah, that would be rad. That I want that rad so shit. bad. Yeah, and I don't just want any Spider-Man. I want Tom Holland. I yeah. am a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and I yeah, want him too. to keep smashing that role out. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I think they should do that instead of this. Yes. Sony, hire us. Oh God! Or just give your fucking shit back to Disney. Yeah, yeah. At least when then we'll get some real fucking continuity. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the real answer. Is they just need to let those rights die, or Disney needs to like pony up another couple of fucking billion and just straight up buy it. Yeah, it's not like they lack any money. So no, no, not at all. Um, yeah. Um, and other more depressing news. Yeah, more add movie to the, delays. Yeah, add to the list of another fucking movie that's pushed back. Where No Time to Die is getting fucking yeah. bumped again. And uh, Fast Nine too. Yeah, so. that that honestly doesn't break my heart. <laughs> yeah, like, I it's know, something yeah. that I'm gonna watch, but it wasn't like. Yeah. It wasn't like I was counting down the days till I could go see Fast Nine. I was gen- yeah. genuinely stoked for the new Bond one, especially because big fan of Rami Malek. Yeah, yeah. Him so playing the for him guy. to yeah. yeah really into that i saw something yeah. the other day and it was a picture and it was a, a magazine shoot and q a they did with pierce brosnan and someone made the okay, comment yeah. like pierce brosnan in his age now with the gray hair and like his you know defined face oh, yeah. and all that shit looked like too. a villain yeah i read that too and that just got and like someone made that comment i was like god can you like 
Fuck. him as a Bond villain. Yes, that amazing. would be so good. That'd be so fucking great. Like, to loop it back as, like, here's Pierce Brosnan as Bond villain. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, nothing would make me happier than to see a Bond film with Daniel Craig and then Pierce Brosnan as the villain. Like, to have, yeah. in my opinion, and I, I, get, I argue with people about this all the, all the time, but my, my rankings of Bonds are Pierce Brosnan is the best Bond, in my opinion, followed okay. by Daniel Craig. So okay. to have those two in a Bond movie together would be like a fucking wet dream for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'm I'm 99% confident this is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie. So Yes, yes. From all accounts of what he has said, he will not do any more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Maybe Pierce, so yeah, maybe Brosnan would be a villain with whoever the fuck. They end up recasting as James Bond, which... Idris Elba. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what everyone wants. Everyone, uh, but I know that was uh, an angle that was being pushed for a while. Yeah, whether that's how they end up playing it, who knows? But and like, I wouldn't be like overly hyped on it. I would give it a go, and I would be open to the idea. But what I really am not a fan of is like I don't know if you remember that movement a few years ago where a lot of people were pushing for the next 007 to be a lady 007. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because constantly having a male 007 somehow is sexist and misogynistic and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I remember that, and uh, I think that is a real dumb idea. Yeah, not on board for that at all. So, yeah. You want to do a spinoff with, like, a 004 or, like, a 009 with a female lead? Fucking have at her. Yeah, but sign me up. James but, Bond is 007, and you can't yeah. change it from James Bond to Jamie Bond and make it a chick. You can't do it. I'm sorry. It would be like uh, taking um, Indiana Jones. Right. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead yeah. of Indiana Jones, it'll be Diana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't do it. I'm sorry. And it, I, I'm yeah. not sexist. It's just no. The That's answer right. is no. Everyone knows you're sexist, but <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It, it that's a dumb fucking idea. Um, yeah, they should not do that. But, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sad this got pushed because I, I really like those Daniel Craig. I think he's he's good as Bond. So, yeah, me too. He, he did a real good job. Not as good as Pierce, but very yeah, very commendable. Yeah. So yeah, and, Bond pushed. Fast Nine pushed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sounds. Just even more movies getting pushed, but and then yeah. what's this dazed and confused cast? It's thing? man, it is the fucking season of doing cast readings. I swear yeah, to God, shit. it's every movie is fucking getting it right. Yeah, and like I didn't okay, I didn't watch the full thing of Fast Times. I watched some of the clips, mostly okay, the Shia yeah. ones, because <laughs> Shia is just fucking always interesting. Okay. Hold to on, me. hold on. Who do you play? Who do you voice? Uh, I don't even know. Like, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just, like, watched some of, like, his scenes from... He, like, had his camera in, like, I don't know, a truck. Like, he was sitting in a truck. So, like, I didn't watch the whole thing. And and I'll be completely honest. It's probably been, like, a good 20 years since I saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So I couldn't even name you the actual characters off that movie. But, but yes, it is the season of script readings. So someone else, they've decided they're going to do another one. And it looks like they're... They like the idea of diving into the old school because now they're going to do a cast reading, a live script reading for Dazed and Confused, which again, it's Mm -hmm. been so long since I've seen this movie, but I have seen Dazed and Confused and remember it more in the the top of my head 
Yeah. I can remember scenes from that more than Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But yeah. again, we're talking like an amazing fucking cast like Matthew oh, yeah. McConaughey, yeah. Ben Affleck, Parker Posey, yep. Jason London, Joey Lauren yep. Adams. Yep. Yep. So yep. like just something else to get like super fucking hyped about. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's like the year of the script reads, which makes sense, you know, given where everything is, it's a you know, relatively easy thing to do. Um, it's, it's, it's not the, the script reading that has me the most excited though. It's the fact that Patton Oswalt is doing the Q and A and moderating. moderating. Yes. Yeah. To me, that pushes it over the top for being yeah. something that you definitely want to see. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I think, um, yeah, that's a smart play that, that brings it up from like an eight to like a nine. Yeah. So I love Patton. Yeah. Wait, who doesn't? So, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, just some random news that I came across that I thought was interesting. Yeah, no, it's cool. So in uh, in the business side of it, news, AMC Theaters is uh, hurting way more than I think people thought. Oh yeah, I see that they're about to get fucking downgraded. Oh, they are. Their their credit rating is get getting downgraded basically into like fucking junk bonds, um, which is like. I'm trying to think of an example for non-businessy people. Um, those were bonds, I believe, that would be equivalent to that housing bubble that crashed. Hmm. So, yeah, and basically, so the credit rating um, people said, like, yo, given their liquidity, like, we we doubt they're going to be able to pay their obligations in the next six months, and they're going to default on some debt, so... Ooh, that's not good, especially given the fact that they're, like, the biggest one in the States, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, they say, um, given their expectations for high rate of cash burn, that the company will basically run out of liquidity in the next six months, unless it, like, gets more capital, um, or attendance levels, like, materially improve, which means, like, Yoshi goes back to normal and people flock to theaters, so. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be I... interesting because I know like when a lot of this started, like theater companies were trying to get like some government like bailouts and stuff like, yo, like trying to like get some assistance. And like, I don't know that they ever got any. So it's like, yeah, it, she keeps going like <laughs> our theater is going to survive. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is going to be that like step into like an all digital platform kind of thing, right? Yeah. And like, I wonder if maybe like if this starts to get real bad, um, like in five months, like if AMC is like, okay, we, we can't pay, you know, you know, we're like completely out of liquidity. Do maybe you start to see movie studios start to like go, okay, yo here's some kind of investment. I wonder if that's what ends up shaking out. Yeah, you know, it very well could because like movie theaters, like if, if there's no movie theaters left because they're all bankrupt, then who's, yeah. there's nowhere for you to show your movies, right? Like you got to imagine like yeah. Disney and Sony and those like big studios, Paramount, et cetera. And especially because I don't know if you remember, I think it was like a month or so back, we talked about how those regulations changed. So now um, movie companies can actually own their own theaters. So n now they can actually invest in theaters. 
So I wonder if like the cards have aligned so that now movie studios can legally invest in theaters if now they go, yeah, we'll pick up a bunch of your shares and give you some cash if cash flow. Yeah, hopefully that just doesn't turn into uh I hope it doesn't become problematic because like my concern yeah. would be like Disney dumps a bunch of money into AMC and they go, okay, well, look, we now own yeah. 40% of AMC. So anytime we have a movie, it gets priority it's, on yeah, the IMAX yeah. screen and it gets priority yeah. on these other screens. So then, you know, a guy who wants to go see something else, it's like, oh, I can't watch it in IMAX because yep. Disney owns the IMAX theater room in this theater for the next six months. Yeah. And I think we talked, we talked about that. Um, when those regulations change too, like that's that's the shitty part of where it could go, right? Um, but like I gotta think, like especially because you got like all the studios, like Disney, like strongly opposed to straight up doing VOD releases. You gotta think they're still totally on board with showing stuff at theaters. So you think it would almost be like almost a no brainer for them, you know, with the stance they're taking. It'd be like here's some investment, you know, don't fucking default quite yet yeah yeah interesting well i'm still hoping and praying that one day we get those fucking video entertainment boxes that yes. uh that like the celebrities get so that they can watch movies without having to go to the theater well you can commercially buy them they're just like outrageously expensive so yeah i think i heard howard stern say one day that like his box in his living room was like 20 or thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, because that's it's like one of those ones where it's like you get the fucking theater movies, but yeah. you're paying out the fucking ass for it. Um, and and that was just the hardware, like that. Like yeah. he said, he pays like more than that because like that's just for the fucking set top box itself, yeah, the box, and then like you're likely paying for whatever movies, right? Yeah, well, and I and I can understand because like I mean, typically if you're a celebrity, the odds of you running your hdmi into some sort of capture card and then to your tv is pretty much non-existent because as a celebrity you're not going to try and pirate and upload shit right but no and celebrities too like they're also in that unique position of like okay they you know need to screen these movies you know before they're out right so you maybe need a way to be able to give them like hey here's your here's the early screener copy of our movie right yeah, I, I, so like, I'm sure there's technology out there that you could do that would prevent you from being able to rip that signal. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you know, the other solution, which I honestly think would be the easiest that would make this viable to make it like consumer available mm-hmm. is you, you buy the box for however much, like not astronomically stupid, like maybe a couple yeah. hundred dollars for this box, right? But then you have to create an account. And when you create yeah. an account, you get a customer ID. And whenever yeah. you pay 30 bucks to watch, a theater movie on your box periodically you get that watermark that pops up with your customer id in it yeah. and then if you're the person who's ripping and throwing that online oh they yeah can trace it yeah you're fucked so yeah yeah i think just doing like a like a little watermark on the bottom like because you already have black bars top and bottom right so fucking yeah throw throw a watermark in the bottom right hand corner with your fucking unique id and leave it there throughout the whole movie yeah, that won't be viable because then the people who rip this will just edit where you lose like a couple centimeters of the screen space. Oh right? yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like I don't know if you like kind of off topic, but if you ever played Escape from Tarkov, yeah. Okay, I had that game when it was an alpha, and when yep. it was an alpha, there was like an agreement when you bought and downloaded and started playing that game that because it was an alpha, you were not allowed to stream the game. Oh. 
Okay. And if you streamed the game, they would like disconnect you and you wouldn't be allowed to hop on the servers and therefore you could not play the game at all. Oh. And the way they did that is you, again, had a customer ID yeah. and it would show up in the bottom corner and then it would move to the top and then it would move and it would periodically just pop up in random spaces throughout the screen. That way, if you oh. were fucking streaming, you couldn't just change your aspect ratio or trim a little off the top or the sides to get rid of that customer ID because oh, it was yeah. constantly popping up in different locations and right. therefore if you were streaming it they would be able to tell oh, and they'd okay. be able to boot you off right hmm. interesting getting a little complicated here but i mean like i definitely yeah. think there's ways to do this because i'm oh, a yeah. bit like i still want theaters because i enjoy the theater experience yeah, me too but i'm getting sick and tired of all the movies i want to see getting pushed like months ahead so if you yeah. offer me a set-top box for two three hundred dollars where yeah. i have to pay 30 bucks to watch a yeah. movie on there and i get access to it for like limit it like 12 hours i mean if you're going to a movie you watch it you're done right yeah give me access so i can hit play watch the movie and i only get one playthrough yeah right yeah, like I'm, I'm I'm, there's ways to do this and oh, i'm yeah. totally on board because then i can keep watching these fucking movies yeah i agree i agree anyway yeah let's so, see billy screwed up who's yeah. that uh so there was the he's been in a few things he looks familiar, but I can't quite play. He was in the the Watchmen movie. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um, he's been in a few other things, and then he was in the, uh, the, the Justice League. Yeah, he was in that, I believe, as his dad, as the Flash's dad. Um, and yeah, so there's talks of bringing him back, um, for that standalone movie. Um, which, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess why not? And this is also kind of weird too, because like when Zack Snyder did that, uh, like Batman v Superman and all of that, and like they had this dude as the Flash's dad, and then they had Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Bruce Wayne's dad. There was some long-standing rumors that eventually Snyder was going to turn it into like the multiverse thing that they're doing, and that they would those people would eventually play like the flash and batman and i wonder if this ends up being the case like if they're bringing him back for the standalone movie with all that other weird shit they're doing like mm -hmm. i wonder if he de facto comes back as like a different flash at some point yeah that'll definitely be interesting to see how this plays out yeah so but yeah i mean there's not much too much more to this other than like hey that dude's in talks to come back yet again as the Flash is dead, so. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. I'm still just interested to see how this whole Flash movie and its multiverse and all that kind of nonsense yeah. plays out. Both the fucking crazy Batmans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm real excited for it, so. And other news that I'm excited for, another Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, he's getting fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised he keeps doing these movies. Yeah, but me I too. mean, me too, because he's like, oh, he's got to be in his late eighties. He's say that again. He's got to be in his eighties, like oh, late eighties. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I'm curious how many more he's got in him, especially because he's starring in this one. <coughs> yeah, like it's one thing for him to like write and direct. Yeah. But... But it's another thing for him to sit here and like act. Well, that last one he did, 
um, he acted in, where he was the old guy that was the drug mule. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. I mean, but yeah, and it, like given the story of this one, like it seems like maybe like maybe he is too old for it because like. <laughs> And, like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, the premise is, like, uh, a washed-up, like, one-time rodeo star and horse breeder takes a job to bring a son home and away from, like, an alcoholic uh, mother crossing rural Mexico and facing challenges and redemption. Like, that kind of tells me it's, like, okay, it's, like, a little bit of an kind of adventure thing with Clint Eastwood. I don't know. Yeah, so I wonder if it's going to be, like real challenges or if it's like challenges and redemption it's going to be like them driving across mexico and patching up their relationship yeah yeah I'm like almost... I'm, I, I like clint eastwood and like the last couple of movies he did like the yeah. the mule and especially like him directing richard drool like that was one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies of the year yep so i'm curious but then at the same time if this is just going to be a fucking drama where they drive across mexico and talk out their feelings i'm going to take a hard pass on this yeah and like if that's the way they go like how it's done i could be on board with because i like i i'm into those type of movies if they're done well but yeah yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah so yeah but i mean i'll watch i'll watch another clint eastwood movie i think his movies are are great yeah he he definitely does knock it out of the park when he does direct so yeah and every time i read something about his movies it always um reminds me of uh, entourage when they're talking about uh like him just being in the Warner Brothers family. Um you know. Yeah. So and then so another Netflix uh news. Uh, yeah, this one I'm actually super fucking pumped for. Yeah, so Ryan Murphy. Um so I guess if people don't know kind of what Ryan Murphy does, he is like the showrunner of American Horror Story, um, the American Crime Story stuff, and a bunch of other shit. And a writer for American Horror Story. Yeah, like he is like a very a very busy person and a very talented person. Um, he made a deal with Netflix to do a bunch of stuff, and one of the one and so he's got some stuff that is out on Netflix right now, like uh, that Sarah Paulson one on Netflix. I don't remember. Yeah, Ratched. Yeah, so that's on there. Ratched. Yeah, and then he also did The Politician, which that wasn't my cup of tea. Um, yeah, I didn't quite enjoy that one myself. But I watched the trailer and was like, yeah, I, I'm going to nope right the fuck out of this one. Um, but I'm going to give a thumbs up to this one, which is him doing a limited series on the Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer story. So. Yeah, I'm all in on this one, especially because yeah. like, he does so fucking good with the American Horror Story franchise. Yeah. So and, to give him a, you know, like a dark horror-esque kind of thing, like, I think he's going to knock this yeah. right out of the fucking park. Well, yeah, because even if you think of, like, um, that American Crime story, like the OJ story, right? Like, that was him as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of another one in the vein of, like, not that, but, like, this. Yeah, like, it's, to me, like, it, it takes all of his strengths and puts it into one project. And, yeah, I'm I'm real on board with this. Yeah, this is going to be really good, and I, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I'm real curious who the cast is, the main, 
Like, I wonder if it's going to be someone, like, I bet it's someone from American Horror Story. Um, cause he seems to really like to work with them, but mm-hmm. yeah, I could see, um, it being, um, oh shit, Evan, uh, Evan remember. Peters. Yeah. I could totally see it being Evan Peters. <laughs> and you know, that honestly wouldn't surprise me. Cause like, yeah. I haven't watched Ratched or Ratched, however you, yeah. whatever, however it's pronounced, yeah. but like, I did notice that it's Sarah Paulson, right? Yeah. And that's. She's obviously the go-to from American Horror Stories, so... Yeah, and in, in that OJ American Crime story, like, Sarah Paulson was in that as well. She won some Emmys for that. And I want to say there was maybe one or two other people from, like, some of the stuff he's done. Mm-hmm. But, like, at bare minimum, Sarah Paulson will probably be in this in some form. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. I So, like, I haven't watched yet, but it's, it's funny that you bring up that show because uh, my fiancé started watching it last night. And she said that like she's actually getting really into it. And she said oh, really? it's re- she said it's really dark. Huh. And so I asked her, I was like, is it like intriguing dark or like off-putting dark? And she was like, uh-huh. no, like it's captivating and intriguing kind of dark. She's like, I'm hmm. I'm really into it. It's like uh-huh. interesting. So now uh-huh. it's it's on my short list, but I got so much other stuff I gotta get through still. Yeah, me too. But all Man. for it. Like yeah. I love Ryan Murphy. I love what he's done. So like, yeah, I'm, me too. I can't wait for this to come out. Yep, me too. So, I think that's that we had for news. Big news week. Mm-hmm. And talking about what we watched. Speaking of Ryan Murphy, I finished off that season three, that American Horror Story. And is it your favorite season so far? Yes, it is. All right then. Yeah, I uh, I think it was when I was halfway through it, I was kind of leaning that way. Um, and now that I finished it, I think, yeah, out of the those first three that I watched, I think that is, that's my favorite. Like, that, I I really liked that whole, kind of how they did that Covenant stuff and that whole environment. And I thought they sprinkled in a little bit of kind of teen campiness into it, um, which I was really on board for. So I think all of that... Um, bringing in Kathy Bates. I mean, she's a legend. She's amazing. So she knocked it out of the park, right? And a series regular pretty much at this point now. Yeah, so like I think introducing Kathy Bates was just a home run. Um, Oh, what's her name? The young girl they brought in. Oh, Emma Roberts? Yes. Bringing her in. Um, She's great too, so. Also a series regular. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was super on board with that and big fan of it. So I I knew it. So now here's the weird part is like, because I knew with like the witch stuff, like I knew I would be on board with that just from the premise. And so now that I think the next season is like that carnival season. Yeah. And I'm not super in like interested in that premise, like in the <laughs> fucking slightest. So like I'm. I like I'm trying like I, I'm having the feeling now of like I bet once I start this fourth season I bet you that's going to be one of the seasons where I'm just like this gets put on in the background you know it wasn't a bad season it had it had some really good parts to it and like their introduction of Twisty the Clown like that, oh, that yeah, fucking yeah. clown man god damn that's creepy so it, it, it was still like a good season like don't get me wrong like it, it just it wasn't my favorite Right, right. Right. So like I I and it I don't know, me and I 
from like when I first heard that their next season was going to be like a circus themed one, I got yeah. super hyped, super excited. And then when I started actually like watching it and getting into the plot, I'm like, well, this isn't what I expected. And it kind of bummed me out. But like it, it was still yeah. a good season. So like I don't know yeah. if it'll end up being background noise for you or not. If it does, not the end of the world. It kind of like picks back up again after yeah. that. Because like yeah. I think the next one after that is Hotel. Uh, that sounds right. Let me pull it up. And like I, like I'm fine with that because like I think when, when we were first talking about this, when I was first like, okay, I'm gonna go down this like fucking nine, fucking season road of american horror story like i remember you talking about it being like yeah there's going to be some ones that probably just end up hitting the background or something but yeah and yeah but then yes. that's just it so hotel i believe is the fifth one and then after that it is i don't know what it is yeah so season five is hotel roanoke. which i actually i i quite enjoyed roanoke that one was that one was tough for me okay it was it was good and it was interesting but the way yeah. they shoot it is it's like like where the all the other american horror stories are kind of like well yeah shot the way they are this one is shot where it's it's actually got cuba gooding jr in it oh shit and so like the whole premise of that season is this like terrible thing happens at roanoke and so some film and tv producers go back to where this happened with like oh. cuba gooding jr and some others to film oh, yeah. a reenactment of this right. like this urban legend. Right. right. And then, so like, it gets kind of like crisscrossy where you're like, wait, okay, oh, is this okay, happening? Yeah. Where like, is this is part of the urban legend or right. it, it jumps back and forth to like what actually happened with the people. And then it jumps to like the, t the, the film crew filming their version of what happened, which isn't actually right. happening because they're filming it. And then some of them kind of like cross back and forth. So like it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, Honestly, that's probably my least favorite season. Oh, okay. Hmm. But then after that, you get American Horror Story, The Election Year, which I thought was was pretty damn good. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, you get Apocalypse, which you're going to fucking love because it they reintroduce, like, the witches and all that okay, stuff yeah. from Covenant. Like, they all come back. Yeah, I was just poking through a lot of the episodes, and I was like, oh, that's that witch from that thing. Yeah, they come back in eight, and then nine is my favorite season so far, which is the 1984. Yeah. I'm real excited for that one. Just cause I fucking love that genre. Like yeah, I love it, that campy horror teen, like eighties fucking horror genre. So I'm real excited for that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, that, uh, this series continues to surprise me. And like, it is just consistently really good. Um, so good. Yeah. And like, it's funny because like before we um, did this podcast, like if you would have tried to get me on board with American Horror Story, I probably would have told you to get fucked. Because <laughs> um, I like I just not being a horror guy, like I like looking at it, I was just like, that's not my thing. Like I'm not gonna try that. And then just like hearing you talk about it, and then I was like, okay, maybe it's like way more than what it what it is, and it totally is. Um, and it's a real good time. So yeah, it it's phenomenal. It <laughs> yeah. It and, really is good. Yeah, and I don't know if this is going to be an unpopular opinion or not, but, like, I was scrolling through, like, what those seasons are, like, after, um, like, Freak Show and all of that, and it looks like after season five, Hotel, it goes down to, like, nine to ten episodes per season versus 13. 
And mm-hmm. I think that's really smart because I think 13 was too much. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. I agree. Like in for some of these seasons, like for the freak show one, like, yeah, it was a little, it was yeah. a little too much. Yeah. But like, honestly, like I would have loved three more episodes of 1984. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure like that is the standard going forward. They're like 10 episode seasons or whatever. Yeah. But yes. Suffer through Carnival so that you can get to Hotel. And Hotel was really good because, like, it has its own story, but you also yeah. get introduced to a lot of characters who haven't, like, popped up in the in the actual series yet in any of the other past seasons. And then moving forward, some of those characters that you, like, get these little introductions because they're stuck in this fucking hotel as, like, spirits. Right. right. You kind of, like, get to see them in later series. Right. Yeah, and, like, I'm... Like I say, like, yeah, I might have to separate through Carnival just because I don't like that, like that uh, locale or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But like at the same time, like I was totally expecting like this witch season to not be all that stellar. Um, and then it turned out to be my favorite. So maybe like Carnival turns out where I'm just like, oh, this is actually like really cool. Um, and and that's absolutely in the realm of possibilities. Just because so, like just because it wasn't my favorite, like Covenant yeah. was not my favorite season by yeah. any stretch, and you ended up absolutely loving it, right? So don't yeah. just go off, don't just no. go off like my feelings towards the season. No, like, no, it, no. Like I'm not going in like going like oh, yo, Carnival is going to be shit. But it's like I think knowing that like maybe some of these seasons don't hit as much as the other ones. Like I have a feeling that just preliminary that this next season will be like that one for me, where it's just like. Eh. But mm-hmm. I'm t- like I'm totally willing to be fucking surprised and be like, yeah, that was rad. So and it very well could. I hope it very is. well could. I hope it is. So yeah, mm. American Horror Story still good. Big thumbs yeah. up to Kathy Bates coming in. She's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for you to get through the, some more of these fucking seasons here. Yeah, and side note, she played a super fucked up character in that third season. Oh okay. yeah, she's a. Yeah, just wait. I I, want, I don't want to spoil anything, but like I said, like she's a series regular, and like wait yeah. till you see her in some of these other seasons. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And then I watched. Um, speaking of the Clint Eastwood stuff, I checked out that Richard Jewell movie. Yeah, what'd you think? Not bad, not bad. I don't think it was my favorite Clint Eastwood movie, but it was up there. Like it was pretty good. Um, I thought that was a real good story. Um, he did a like I think he told the really good story of like how the media kind of can sometimes just like grab an idea that totally isn't fully uh accurate and just running with it Um, yeah like yeah i think how he told that story um he did it very well um because if you look at it like face value like you kind of like most people when they see that richard jewel character are going to be like yeah, of course he did it. Um, but his whole point is trying to like get it, the, like okay, even if you have that thought, you shouldn't just pin it on him, right? So yeah, well, and it was I liked his take where it kind of showed how the media just kind of like takes something and runs with it without you know yeah totally really being fair to what they're doing. But or maybe what I not, felt like, was correctly sourcing it, right? Yeah, but what I felt was even more important was how. Um, not not just the media, but law enforcement yeah. wanted to be able to like close the book on this and they yeah. wanted to be able to say they yeah. got someone. So instead of being thorough and doing their fucking job, yeah. they were like, well, I mean, like he 
obviously wants to be law enforcement and like everyone around him like his the his old boss when he worked at the school as a security guard yeah, yeah. That's right, right? Yeah. when they interviewed him and they're like oh well we think he may have done it right instead of you know looking at both sides of the coin it's like yeah. oh yeah he does kind of fit the profile therefore i'm gonna keep yeah. pushing stuff to support the idea that it was definitely him and like how he was just completely by the media but by, by, yeah. by law enforcement right they yeah. wanted someone and they felt that this would be an easy fucking target and to stick to it and then just everybody yeah started piling on and it was so yeah. unfair because he it, yeah, i don't yeah. know like i i really got hit in the fucking feels for that guy okay yeah fair enough yeah i know they did a really good job of like telling that story of like just a dude that kind of wants to do his job and help out and yeah just kind of them getting the sense of like no this is our guy mm -hmm. and uh like i think there was um a part uh, like with that lawyer um when they were in the room or something like that and uh i think he just like looked at the cops and he was like so do you have like any straight up physical evidence and like they just kept looking at him and he was like no okay perfect let's leave and they both just walked out of the room and it was just like <laughs> yeah like and it was like because you're watching it and you're like that's like they don't have anything on them right yeah um and the lawyer like clued into that and that's like kind of when you started to get the sense of like yeah no they just like they're trying to find something right um and the lawyer's like yeah no let's leave like get the fuck yeah. out of here um yeah and yeah i thought he does those like true stories pretty well i feel like like i feel like when he does them you know with these environments like i think he treats them with a with a good amount of respect um, yeah so which i think is key to doing those right yeah for sure um it was funny because um as i was queuing that up on my plex server the trailer that played before it was sully and i was like oh another clint eastwood movie <laughs> that was also really good and based like kind of on a real person i was like yeah i remember sully being real good so that's funny yeah, yeah. so yeah but mm. like overall i'm a big fan of it like i I think he, when he does those kind of true stories, which is basically what he does now, like he does them very well, right? So. Yeah, he does. I yeah, I saw it in theaters when I went down to visit my parents last February, and I was super happy with it. It yeah. was much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, I think he he found his strength when he uh, got on board with like, okay, I'm going to tell these stories of like the for the most part, like average, average person or whatever, kind of doing these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, like telling that story, um, you know, he's, he's done good. I like them. So yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that movie was a thumbs up in my books. Yeah. Very well done. Very happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and Kathy Bates too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I see we, uh, both managed to watch American murder of the family next door. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I threw this on the other day because I was like, oh, okay, new Netflix crime drama. I was like, oh, not a series? Okay, instantly not all that interested, but I was like, oh, it's only an hour and a half? I threw it on. What do you think? Uh, it was good and it was interesting, but <laughs> so I saw it and I was like, oh, the Chris Watts story, like that's interesting. What I completely forgot when I started watching that film was yep. there's a YouTube channel that I follow and it's called uh, something psychology. I can't remember. I'd have to look up the channel, but what this guy's like whole channel is about is he posts, is he makes videos about different like murderers and killers and the psychology behind them. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And a lot of the stuff that he, when he talks about it, like he shows you footage from, um, like, uh, the interrogations and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he breaks it down for you and goes, look here, he's talking too much. Like it was a simple question and he feels the need to over explain. And that's a psychological reaction that you have when you're lying and da, 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 da. Right. So like, uh, it was so like I ended JCS criminal psychology that's the youtube channel okay okay so me and uh the fiance watched his version of the chris watts case okay yeah, probably yeah. like two or three months ago and okay. typically his youtube videos are like in the neighborhood of like three to 40 minutes long right this one he did in three separate parts oh interesting and each part was 30 some minutes long oh interesting so it was an hour and a half so i started yeah. watching this netflix <laughs> thing and then quickly realized it's like, I've seen this, I've seen yeah. this and I've yeah. seen this. And then it yeah. turns out that like this, this, I, I shit you not. Like if you, if you ever get bored, uh, go watch this, uh, JCS criminal psychology, YouTube channel, watch his yeah. Chris Watts series. Cause I swear, if you watch all three of those videos back to back to back, you would yeah. almost be like, wow. I wonder if whoever made this Netflix doc literally just took his YouTube videos and took out the commercial fucking breaks and pieced it into one because it is fucking damn near identical. Oh, really? The what only is this different again called uh, JCS criminals. Okay, yeah. So the only difference is is in the YouTube documentary that they did. They have those like scenes where she's texting her friend back and forth about how Chris isn't oh, yeah, like yeah. being intimate with her and whatnot. Yeah. So like that stuff's not in here. But like right. everything else is all of the footage oh, of yeah, like yeah. the body cam footage and the news all footage the and all yeah. the interrogation footage. Yeah, it's <laughs> all there. And the difference being with his YouTube channel, he'll take a pause. Like he'll, you'll watch five minutes of the interrogation. He'll pause and he'll be like, okay, so what happened? What's happening here is Chris was asked this by the, and they break it down on both sides. They'll like tell oh, okay, you like, yeah, Oh, yeah. the, the police are asking this question because they're trying to do this. And yeah. Chris's response is this because of yeah. this and like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I did enjoy the Netflix documentary, but I didn't pay too much attention to it just because as I was watching it, I realized like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, seen 90% before, yeah. of all of this. Yeah. And like I had seen none of it before. Um, and yeah. I, and, go sorry, ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say if, if I'm a, like just to anyone who's listening, like if this is something this case intrigues you personally, I think you should watch that YouTube three-part series that JCS Psychology does because it was better and more informative than yeah. the Netflix one. I think I'll probably end up checking it out because I think my overall feelings on the Netflix one was like, it was all right. Um, but Yeah, because in the Netflix one, they just like, oh, this is what happened. Here's the body cam footage. Here's yeah. the interrogation footage. And he eventually confesses. Yeah. In this YouTube yeah. one, he breaks it down. And he starts from the beginning. He's like, yeah. notice how when... Chris shows up at home with the police instead of like being concerned and asked and like telling the police to come in right away. He yeah. goes in by himself for five minutes and then comes out and tells the police they can come in. Yeah, like yeah. that's, that's not how a person in that situation would typically act. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, the YouTube one was better because they break down the psychology behind it which I thought was super intriguing. Yeah. No, I, I like, I, I will probably go watch that on YouTube. Um, just cause like I, I, I love, the true crime stuff um mm -hmm. i've been listening to a shit ton of podcasts at work but yeah so I'll probably uh you probably just gave me a whole new rabbit hole that i'm gonna go down to which 
is a good thing, but maybe not because now I've got a whole new rabbit hole. Yeah, on, honestly, I can't believe I never thought to mention that YouTube channel, probably because yeah. I just assumed with you loving that kind of stuff that maybe you'd come across it. But yeah, you should you should definitely check out this guy's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, I I, Again, it's JCS, like criminal yeah. psychology, because it's not just, it's like all these different killers yeah, yeah. and murderers and stuff, and he yeah. breaks down all of the psychology and they use like public footage that's out there from body cam stuff to like uh, yeah. interrogation room stuff. But he breaks yeah. it down, like so you really get a feel for like what's, what's going, going through the mind yeah. of these people, and it's it's yeah. super interesting. Yeah, no, I just subscribed to it, so I'm probably mm -hmm. gonna go down that rabbit hole later today. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but all right, well, let's uh let's move on to your Dancing with the Star qualms. Yeah, uh, nothing too much on this other than that they finally voted Carol Baskins out. So yay. Um, I, I think Tyra Banks is terrible. I'm just going to come out and say it. As the host? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, we're three episodes in, and I'm so not on board with it. Um, but the dancing is still good. They didn't fuck up Disney night, and there was some good dancing. So that's my dancing with the stars. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's, that's I, all I, I got to I'm just going to remain silent because, like, I don't, I've never watched that show. So, like, yeah. I don't really have any sort of, uh, input yeah. that i can put in that would carry this conversation on yeah the quick and dirty is like i've talked about it for two weeks tyra bank sucks i think they should get rid of her and bring back tom bergeron and aaron andrews yay for carol baskins going home the dancing is still good disney night was a thumbs up that's all i got all right then let's well, yeah so okay i mean well. i could i could keep talking about dancing <laughs> with the stars like if, you want to go you want to go down that road if you, hey man, if, if you want to fucking ramble, you ramble. Uh, maybe next week. <laughs> Once they get to like salsa night or something, then Fair maybe enough. you'll hear me ramble for thirty minutes. But well, then let's talk about that South Park pandemic special. Yeah. So Fuck I, was that good? Okay, so I was. We're gonna be completely opposite on this because I was totally disappointed by it. What? Yeah. Oh my god! I can't wait to see hear how you were disappointed with that. I, I don't know what it was, but it just didn't hit for me. Like I found myself watching it, going like, "Okay, some of this stuff is really gold." Um, but like as I was watching it, I was like, I kept going back to like there was so much like more stuff like in the prior season where I was that I that I was like what I felt was so much better than this. Okay, and, well then let's first and foremost then let's just clarify what were your expectations going in. I don't know, to be honest. Like, I was expecting, like, okay, they announced, like, a one-hour special. Like, they've got all this ammunition to rip on. I was just expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting more. Because I felt like, and maybe this is just me, but I felt like a lot of the stuff just didn't hit as funny as I thought it would be. Okay. Like, and there was, a good, there was a good amount of stuff that, like, I was laughing and, like, okay, that was really good. But, like, overall, like... I don't know that it needed to be an hour. Maybe that's like, maybe that's where my expectations. Like, I, I, I wonder how I would feel about this if this was just the season premiere of the new season and not this like thing that they were promoting as like, ooh, the one hour pandemic special. Um, like, I feel like if you're going to push this one hour thing, you kind of got to like really hit it out of the park. And to me, it felt like they didn't, but. 
Okay, see, and that's fair. And I have a completely different take on that. So I kind of okay. understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Because, like, I have a lot of friends that are South Park fans, but a lot of yeah. them are South Park fans for different reasons, right? Right. So I, I have noticed that my friends who are South Park fans, strictly because it's satirical and it's funny and that kind of stuff, yep. they love the pandemic special. Yeah. My friends that are South Park fans that watch South Park because not only because it's funny, but they like that, like a lot of the episodes are like, you know, straight parallels yeah. of what's happening in the world. And it kind of makes you rethink things in the real yeah. world. Like yeah. they're thought provoking yeah. and they provoke thought by spoofing. Yeah. They were disappointed with this episode. Oh, okay. And then there's like the group of people that like my other group of friends, which includes me in that we like South Park because one, it's funny, one, it's uh, two, it's satirical, and three, it can be thought provoking, but not every yeah. episode is. So, yeah. like, I am an all around fan of South Park because of those three things. Whereas I have friends on either side of the fence, like, I'm right in the middle, and I have groups on either side of me that only want South Park for thought provoking comedy, and then the other group only wants it to just be dumb and funny. Right. And I noticed that the friends that only want thought provoking kind of stuff, these are the same people that, like, the first, you know, four seasons or whatever were like, man, that South Park really didn't hit its stride till, like, you know, like the last decade and everything before that was just kind of random. Yep. They didn't like the pandemic special because they didn't think it was as thought provoking. And then my friends on the other side who, you know, just like it to be funny, they fucking loved it because they thought it was funny. And then most of us in the middle who like it for both, we thought it was, we liked it. We thought it was like enjoyable because like to me it had aspects that were yeah. kind of thought-provoking like you know yeah. like when they were making fun of like people wearing masks around their their chins and the like chin you know diapers, yeah. yeah all of that kind yeah. of attacking stuff and the whole how people are dealing with going to school and working from home and all that kind yeah. of stuff like so like i fucking absolutely loved it and to me yeah. it had some absolutely killer scenes in it that yeah, scene it in particular where the mayor calls the police and asks them to come back Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, boys, we're back. And then it cues up, kickstart my heart, and they start, like, driving tanks and shit down the street and, <laughs> like, just mercilessly killing and, like, maiming anyone out there and then saying, yeah. like, it was COVID-related. Like, yeah. fucking that part, hilarious. That part like, was good. I've, I've, and, I've rewatched that scene several times. Yeah, so that part, was, that part was real good. And, like, I should, like, rephrase. Like, I didn't hate hate the episode. Like, I, like I, I thought it was, like, I enjoyed myself. It's just... I think my expectations were totally not what that was. And I, I, I'm, I feel pretty confident in the reason that you feel that way. Cause you're not the only one. Like I know people who like yeah. had bigger expectations going in. And I think there's a lot of people that had those expectations going in with yeah. the show, but you kind of, if like, I don't know if it wasn't very subtle, like they said it a lot of times throughout the movie. And I think, or throughout that, cause I don't know, it depends on where you look. Some people are calling it a pandemic special, the South Park, pandemic special movie others are just calling it a, a show it's yeah. not part of the regular season right so no. it's not part of last season it's not no. part of the upcoming season it's just this completely own standalone thing yeah and so i'm like and i'm not matt parker trey stone so i don't know for sure but the vibe i got is they were releasing this to be kind of like a comedy thing and it was like look the world's still going to shit we're just going to throw this out there so people can have something to watch and okay. laugh at and it draws similarities from real life. Like this is kind of what we're going through. So let's just poke fun at it. Let's just have fun. Let's just 
and forget the craziness of the world. Yeah. And if that's the case, then like, like if my expectations were that before I went into it, I bet I would be on the same page as you. Like if and I kind of like knew that that's kind of what this was going to be, but I kind of thought it wasn't. So and yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of people have their not so yeah. great feelings about this. And the reason I believe that's what it was yeah. is that idea was reinforced. Like first and foremost, I thought it was just going to be a, like, we're just here to throw something out there, help you guys forget and poke, like let's make jokes and make light of the terrible situation we're in. Yeah. And that was the expectations I had going in probably why I loved it so much. And the reason I thought that was because they're calling it a pandemic special and it's not going to oh, link yeah. to anything. Right. But on top of that, several times throughout that special itself, uh, Randy kept trying to push his pandemic special marijuana, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. And everyone, especially his wife, kept making comments like, Randy, seriously, who fucking cares about the pandemic special? And to me, <laughs> yeah. that reinforced it. Like, okay, this yeah. isn't anything to overthink. This, this oh, yeah. is literally just... A special yeah, to get people to laugh. And to me, yeah. that's, I feel like they threw that line in there multiple times to like reinforce like, hey, yeah. this isn't typical South Park. We're not going after anything. We're just trying to poke light, poke fun and make light of a bad situation and get some people to laugh. Like it's, we're strictly yeah. throwing this out there for fun and to try and bring, you know, a better mood yeah, out, for sure. out into the, the shitty thing. Yeah, for sure. So, and like, it's like I said, like, I think that episode, like, I think it's, it's well done and it, like i enjoyed it with it so it's like it, the issues is on my parts with my expectations like i like it's not a bad episode like i, I quite enjoyed it um so yeah yeah but it, it it's definitely not your typical south park that we've come to be used to in the last couple of years yeah. with their their you know the kind of points that they try to hammer across because there yeah. is like a point behind the end and really at the end of the yeah. special kyle kind of breaks down and just goes like how he wants things to go back to normal because this is hard and that was yeah. really the only point that they tried to hammer across. Yeah. The whole thing was like, hey, we get it. Like, this is yeah. tough. This, this is rough sucks. on everyone. Yeah. And we, we want it to go back to normal. Yeah. And hopefully this made you forget about how shitty things are, even for an hour. So, like, those were yeah. my expectations going in. And I think that's yeah. why I loved it so much. But if yeah. I can understand how, from, like, your perspective, if you expected a little bit more, yeah. that it could be con like, still good, yeah. but can be considered kind of, like, a letdown as to what you were yeah. hoping to get. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty much what it was. But because yeah, like there was a bunch of parts in it where I was laughing pretty good. But like that that cop one, that was pretty good. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes of all time. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. We got a runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he didn't have COVID. <laughs> he was like, it, you shot him because he wouldn't like do his homework. Yes because of covid so it is yeah. covid related yeah <laughs> it's just like oh god that's so amazing like yeah yeah pretty funny yeah i definitely like their little dig at the end where like they finally get the pangolin back and it's like okay we can actually work on making things go back to normal and then mr garrison aka the president comes in and kills it yeah with a fucking flamethrower yeah and that kind of like insinuation like the president doesn't genuinely give a shit if anything goes back to normal he's totally content just having yeah. madness throughout yeah yeah so yeah yeah overall like i think it was good it was my expectations weren't in check um and that's totally so. fair totally understandable and i also a weird thing um a fuck tv specials because it totally like throws a wrench into the plex servers god does it yeah 
Oh. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I I tried to watch it on on Cody, and it would show up under TV shows, but it yeah. wouldn't give any sources. Yeah, trying to. And then I eventually I just watched it on MTV because it's on MTV for free. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out later that it's listed on Cody as a movie and not a TV series. And then when you go to Tracked, because I use Tracked to keep track of all the things that I've watched. Yeah. It shows up under TV series and movies, which means it's because tracked scrapes off of TBDB and MovieDB, yeah. so it's being yeah. listed under both. So it's... Yeah, and so Plex pulls from TBD, um, and there it's listed under like just South Park TV show, but it's under like the special season, um, mm-hmm. and it's just for some reason my Plex wasn't picking it up, so it was like it didn't exist in my library. It was like fucking around. It was like I know it's here. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's, yeah. Side that's note. Funny. Yeah. Well, and then the last thing I watched was Raised by Wolves. I think okay. I've got one episode left, maybe two. I, I think I've... that's all that there is left on it. I think. Yeah, I think there's ten. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, and I, I've, I know for sure I've watched eight. I can't remember if I've watched nine yet, but I know I've watched up till eight. So I definitely, is I know it? I have at least one left, but I can't remember if I watched episode nine or not because it was earlier in the week. I believe ten is the last one i think it's 10 episodes yeah i'm pretty confident it is too for this season anyway yeah uh and yeah it's are you still unsure of why you're watching it yep okay i'm almost through the whole (laughs) fucking season and i still don't know if i should keep like i don't know any i I still don't know i was hoping that things would get better and more interesting and more intriguing but i don't know they're just like each episode despite being an hour it feels like there's very little progress. Oh, really? Like the general feeling I'm get, like I'm just, I'm just gonna say that I'm, I'm up. I finished up until and including eight. So, yeah. like in those first eight episodes, there's like some backstory and shit that they talk about and introduce. See, you kind of get a feel for these characters, and you get like okay, these little yeah. things where you kind of like see where some of these characters are going. Like they have their little like self reflection moments, and you're yep. like, oh, this yep. is happening, and then obviously this is what's gonna happen next, kind of thing. Yeah, and I and I get that, and that needs to be in there, and it's it's good for the plot. Yeah, but a lot of the other stuff, specifically that involves like the main plot, oh, okay. I feel like is just getting dragged along. Yeah, like what they've covered and what I've seen and what has happened in these eight episodes so far, I feel like all of that could have happened inside of five episodes. Right, and like this is. Uh... I'm kind of getting the sense of like a lot of the problems, like it seems like you're maybe having with like a lot of problems, like people had those kind of similar problems with like um, the alien, like Covenant stuff. So like, I wonder if this is a case of like him doing like kind of that same stuff, but now doing it in like 10 episodes when he's never really done TV. Yeah. And that could be it. Like I understand like in some places you need, um, filler to help kind of like reinforce your story, your narrative, your the different arcs, character arcs you're going through. I totally yep. get that. Yep. In this case, though, with this series so far, it feels like there's a lot of filler in there that doesn't need to be in there. So some of these episodes, like I can't remember which one. I think it was like episode four or five. I remember watching and I was kind of like paying attention and then I was like feigning interest and like kind of starting to focus on my phone like it wasn't captivating my attention and then at one point i kind of like looked up and it was still playing and like in my head i was like 
holy fuck, is this like some kind of special episode? Like this has been going on for two hours and I was yeah. only like 30 minutes in. Like it just, it felt unnecessary long, unnecessarily oh, okay, long. Yeah. Hmm. And I feel like that's kind of like the my overarching feeling so far for this show. Because like I said, I still don't know how I feel about this show. I'm almost done the, the whole fucking season and I don't know if I'm interested or I'm not interested. There's mm-hmm. been nothing that's like, Oh, I need to see what happens. I want, I'm super curious about this. Like it, nothing for me personally, some like other people, it's been getting praised online. Yeah. yeah. So like I could be an outlier for sure, mm-hmm. but for me, it just hasn't been incredibly captivating. So I don't know. It's been interesting to yeah. the point where I keep watching, but it hasn't been captivating to the point where like I'm excited for the next episode. Like I finished episode eight, like right at the beginning of the week, I think maybe even last weekend. Okay. Yeah. And so it's been a whole week and I only have two episodes left to watch and I've had ample opportunity this week to just finish those last two episodes and I haven't bothered to do it. Oh, okay. Just like, right. that's how uncaptivating it has been for me. It usually and when says I, something if you're just straight, if you've got the episodes to watch, but you're just straight up not interested in hitting play. Yeah. Nah, yeah. But, that can say something. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like it's, there's some super great aspects of the show and I think it has a lot of potential. And, and again, it's probably just me and what I typically find interesting, but it's been, yeah super fucking slow there hasn't been a lot of like pivotal moments i i personally feel in the season so yeah like two episodes left and like yesterday i was doing some stuff and i was like oh while i'm messing with my 3d printer i'll watch something and i could have watched both those episodes instead i put on reruns of brooklyn 99 okay interesting fair enough yeah i'm i'm still curious to check out that show and i i think i might try to check some of it out this week um yeah just i like i'm real curious about it but i just haven't got around to it and maybe because now that they're all out maybe that's what i've been waiting for but maybe honestly i think now that like even though you're available to like just binge them all i don't think you will yeah and I, I, I could be wrong. Like, I, I got nothing against really Scott. Like, I liked Prometheus, Alien, Alien Covenant. Like, I enjoyed those movies. I wouldn't put them in, like, even my top... I don't even think they'd make a top 50 or top 100 for no, me. No. So maybe it's just, like, I don't enjoy the Ridley Scott stuff as much as others. And that, that could be completely it. Maybe you enjoy his stuff more, and you'll find this very captivating. You'll get right into it. You'll find it super intriguing. I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely curious, though, about uh, how you feel about it. Yeah, because like there's a good amount of Ridley Scott that I really like, like uh, that Martian movie. That movie was real good. Um, like the Martian with like yeah. Matt Damon. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Was that's one of my favorite movies. Like that's easily in the top 100 list there. But to be fair, like Ridley Scott didn't like write that. No. No, it was based on a book. Yeah. Which I read that book, and the book actually. I, I like most people that read the books versus the movie. I think the book is better, but I can't think of a single situation where anyone's been like, "Oh, this movie is way better than the book it's based on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty much universally the other way. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. like, but yeah, I mean, Ridley Scott is like, I think his sci-fi stuff can be, like, his original sci-fi stuff is kind of like it's you're either on, you're either in it or you're not, right? Like, I think it's kind of an acquired taste almost. Yeah. 
Because like it, you look at some of the other release, Scott, like who doesn't like Gladiator? Name one person, right? Um, but like you look at some of his sci-fi stuff, and I bet there's people out there that are just like fuck Alien. Um, um, that's what made me buy into this from the beginning. Is like I've enjoyed his sci-fi stuff. Yeah. So to me, it's like oh, an HBO show. Yeah. With you know from HBO and from Ridley Scott, and I enjoyed his sci-fi stuff. Like this has yeah. got to be. A fucking home run, but yeah. uh, so far, for you. yeah, not, not yet. Fair enough. Not yet. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to to try it out at some point. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's got to be something to be said when you are like near completion of something and you just put it off. Yeah, where you're just like, yeah, maybe another day. I I honestly, off the top of my head, can't recall the last show that I like burned through and then it has just been like putting off finishing it for so actually modern family love that show the 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 final season the very last season of modern family haven't watched a single episode of it yet and it's been out for almost a year now and i don't know why but i just keep putting it off i'm trying to think if there's any shows i've ever done with and the only one that comes to mind and it's totally for like a different reason of like i got i'm not interested in this anymore it was downton abbey because I, I like unabashedly love that show, and when yeah. I heard it was canceled, I like still have not watched the final episode because in my mind it's not over yet. Okay, that's fair. But, Maybe subconsciously yeah. that's what I'm doing with Modern Family because I did really enjoy that show. Yeah, yeah, that was the only time I can think of where I was like I actively have like just like not watched the end of it, and it, that was the case of with Downton Abbey's. Like, man, if I just never watched this last episode. Then it's not over. And then they came up with a movie, so I should probably finish it. Yeah, probably at some point. But, I mean, it's like uh, The Leftovers, right? When I started it on that, like, that was three seasons at, like, 10-ish yeah. episodes at an hour apiece, right? And yeah. it was like, I took, I got through all three of those seasons inside, like, inside of two weeks. Yeah. yeah right? Because I, yeah. And, like, that's an older show, and that show yeah. left me, like, frustrated and confused and angry at some points, yeah. and there were, like, you know, little things that went on with yeah. the story and the plot that pissed me off, but it was still enough that like when I had a moment and I'm like, okay, I'm going to just chill out for an hour and watch yeah. something. It would be the leftovers. Yeah. Cause it's you like, wanted to know what was going on. Right. Yeah. And like I said, I've, it's been a whole week and I, I honestly, I'm going to finish it cause my OCD won't let me not finish it. Right. Right. But I don't fucking care. I, unless something happens in these next two episodes that, that brings it all, all together. Yeah, and maybe, I mean, I've watched shows where it's been a pretty dull season and then you get towards the end and you're like, oh, damn, okay, I'm in. Now yeah, I want another season. Is for. Yeah, but there's so been maybe such that's a, the case. just been such a slow fucking buildup and no payoff. And I feel me. like that's that's almost kind of like how his Prometheus movies and like Covenant movies were. It's like the payoff wasn't until like the third act of those kind of ones. And maybe this is a similar thing. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Oh, I'm I'm going to make a conscious effort to finish, to finish the last it. two episodes this week so I can yeah. give you my closing thoughts on this season next week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm still curious to check it out at some point, so maybe I'll try to check it out this week. Well, you know, if your choices are uh, burning through another season of American Horror Story or a season of Raised by Wolves, I highly recommend going through american horror story but yeah well i might do what um like what i've been doing with like lovecraft um country is like just like watching one episode or like two episodes a week 
Um, and then having like American Horror Stories, like my binge show, um, where it's like I'm gonna watch four right now, and then like another four on Saturday. Mm, that's fair. And, that's and fair. then like I usually have a few shows where it's like okay, I'll watch like one or two on like a Tuesday, and then I'll do the same thing next Tuesday, kind of thing. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. That's that's my thoughts on Raised by Wolves. I'll let hmm. you know my closing thoughts hopefully next week. But other than unless, that, I haven't really watched anything this week. Unless you, you know, don't get around to watching the end of Raised by Wolves by next week, which <laughs> would not, kind of be amazing. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's that's a possibility. If you're just like, eh, a week went by and I just kind of, eh. I'm, I mean, like, it's it's Sunday, so I, I got to get through the vow today. Uh, I think I'm an episode behind on Archer. Oh yeah, I'm, I still I still got to fucking wait. I already watched the boys, so I got to wait till next week's already. But yeah, I haven't caught up on the boys, and I think at this point I'm just gonna wait till they're all out and then finish them all off. So yeah, I can't do that. I've as soon as they come out on fucking Thursdays, I'm I'm in I, there. See, I'm totally fine with just letting them accumulate, which I think is what I'm gonna do for the remainder of the boys. So, but I've I been keeping too excited. Can't do it. Yeah, but I've been keeping up on that vow. Like I watched, I'm all caught up on that. That show's still real good. Yeah, it is. I'm thoroughly enjoying that show. Yeah, it's a really good, do- really good documentary. So, yes. Hmm. But that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Well, perhaps that's uh, where we leave her off this week. Then that sounds good. All right. Well, I'll catch you next one. Later. <laughs>